Welcome to the Busy Mumsy Podcast, Season 2. I'm your forever coffee-infused host, Ashley Verma, and we are all here weekly to share the ups, downs, and all-arounds of the wild world of parenting. A safe space, a Lego-free space, to vent, to inspire, and well, perhaps this is the only adult conversation you hear all day. What is Adia doing? A, B, C, D. <laughs> is that funny? So each week, I will be joined by a fellow striving, thriving, and surviving busy mumsy. We learn together. We grow together. Hell, we cheers with an adult bevy when necessary. I get it. I am human and failures simply happen. I am not shiny and I am never filtered unapologetically. I am at its best. Even when the dishes aren't done, there's crayon on the wall, and well, my hair hasn't been washed in forever. I am Busy Mumsy. My friends, happy Wednesday. Ash here. I am so ready. I'm so ready to meet today's guest. It's Carla Freeman. Honestly, her social channels are like hilarious. It's like big belly laughs. I relate to pretty much all of it, especially anything that has to do with the school runs and the playground. I am always here for it. She is a nonstop mama bear content creator, and I can't wait to hear how she just juggles it all, where she gets the ideas from. Is she really living in all of this madness? Let's find out. Let's dive on into this week's Busy Mumsy chat. Carla Freeman, welcome to the Busy Mumsy pod. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you for saying yes. And thank you for just entertaining. You oh, are quite the hoot <laughs> on the social media. <laughs> well, I mean, it's tough. Yeah, thanks. I'm <laughs> glad to enjoy. <laughs> well, you know, let, let's ask out the gate then. What, um, how are you handling the bad days? Like, do, do you literally have days where there's no comedy in your life? Because Oh, my God. Know, yeah. Mama Bear of One, you know, actor, comedian, like, is there a day where it's like, no laughter? Yeah. Do you know what? If I'm being really bleak and honest, most mornings I'm like, oh God, I have to be funny. I have to turn up and I have to be funny. And I don't feel funny. But actually, it's kind of like a a side bit of therapy because I have to make, I have to put myself in that zone and I have to put myself in that mood. And it actually helps because by the time I've kind of done a kitchen dance or I mean normally normally I leave that's the school thing, run and, that's a thing a kitchen that's a dance. thing a ki- kitchen dance uh, join me in the kitchen dance will you my lady yes a kitchen dance you've done a kitchen dance right I think so I feel like I should just, say yes even if I haven't no well so a, <laughs> yeah, a kitchen like, dance. I don't spend much time in the kitchen if I'm really honest with you <laughs> Lucky you. I wish I didn't have to spend so much time in the kitchen. Sirens go off. And like if I (laughs) cut the burner on the stove, it might implode. And not because the gas is on. It just just doesn't go with me. It just doesn't go. Do you know what? I am the same, but um, I power through, which is, I mean, it's all material in the kitchen, isn't it? Basically, a kitchen dance is when you feel like, can I swear on here? Probably not. Let's say crap. Okay, um, I just put on my favorite song in the kitchen and just dance, like go crazy, go mad, like no one's watching. And then I put it on social media so everyone can see it. 
but I just dance is one of my favorite things it just so um and normally my dancing isn't beautiful or perfect so it it it, it comes out quite comical well Carla I have to ask the rewind back as you are an actor is that from the musical theater world are you like more like theater yeah. commercial uh, tv like what world are you coming from well I started off um so I trained in straight acting and then the first job I got at drama school was a musical um and I did musicals for about five years and then I switched and I wanted to do more tv and more straight plays um so yeah so now I don't do musicals anymore I have got about a few on my list that I'm like well if if they came up I'd still go in for that casting I mean I wouldn't get it probably because I haven't done a musical now for so long I am rusty um but yeah yeah but I'm a big fan of Big fan of the musicals. Yeah, I am too. So being that you are an actor, and I, and I, I myself lived in that world for 16 years. Wow. It, it's, it's quite the world that doesn't really say you should have children during this process. And oh, yeah. um, more like when you're in the show and you do fall pregnant, the, the, the grace of, okay, well, we got to get your replacement tomorrow so you'll be done. So how is it for you juggling that? And was it something that when you did fall pregnant with Etta that you were a bit like, oh wait, now, now I'm done? Or was this something that you were going to like try to walk with hand in hand? Do you know what? I had that, well, one, I would say you make an extremely valid and sad point that it's really difficult to be I mean, I think now in all aspects of work, unfortunately, it's really difficult to be a mum and continue working because there's just not the support that's needed at all. Um, but I think particularly for the self-employed and in the creative arts, um, yeah, it's a really terrifying thing because you are your business. And if you have to nurse a little one, you can't be your business. I had that really naive thought of, you know, I'm just going to take her into the rehearsal room. I'm going to lay her down. I'm going to rehearse. And, um, and yeah, that, that didn't happen so much. And also my husband is also an actor. So we, we have this thing of whoever gets the job first works because <laughs> we can't both work at the same time. Um, Makes sense. And actually, when I was pregnant with Etta, I was doing a play um, where I had to be something wedding. Anyway, I was the bride. I had to be in this wedding dress. And it was a four-month run. And I got to, I was six months pregnant by the end in this size eight wedding corset that they were trying to do up. And I was like, that's not going to go. That is not going to go. But they were like, we're not getting a new, they, were, they weren't prepared to get, I, I'm no, I won't get. It. I haven't said what it was or where it was, so it's fine. But they weren't prepared to get a new costume, which is a isn't that sad that you have to hide that? It's so sad that you have to hide that. Yeah. You know, um, I had, uh, I had Tony winner Nikki James. She won a Tony for uh, the book. Oh of yeah. So, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and um, she's such a lovely human being, and she was on the podcast um, late last year. And she actually was talking about the same thing, that she was pregnant. She's, she's had her little one now. And at the time when she had fallen pregnant, she was doing this like iconic role that she had always wanted to do at, I want to say at the Signature in DC. 
And she was like, I'm not telling anyone I'm going to wear the five inch stilettos. I'm going to wear the corset until I just can't. And mm. she was able um, where when she found out she was pregnant and where they were in the process of the show, she was able to finish the full run. And then she told them towards the end that she was pregnant. So she didn't wow. get any like pushback on it because she was like, I want to do the role. I want to be yeah. present. I'm going to give it my all. And she told yeah. a few people that would kind of like monitor her and like, mm-hmm. hey, do you want to, you, you should take a break kind of thing. When, yeah. Like, yeah. Feeling so hot. And um, she said, you know, overall, it was like such an empowering thing, but she knew the, con- like she knew what the consequences would be. And she wasn't, she wasn't going to give any high fives to it. And I love that she just like persevered and, yeah. you know, it, now has a child and you know she she continues to take roles and that child is you know she's been very like forefront on social media saying like no she's she's part of my contract like I, if I yeah. go to rehearsal baby comes to rehearsal or the nanny but like I'm I'm yeah. breastfeeding I'm going through it like that's what it is yeah absolutely I think I I want to hope that it's getting a little bit better um it's definitely better than it has been but it's still like, there's still the fear with actually, like for instance, like the fact that she didn't say anything is because she would have been treated differently. And her contract may have been cut short because of insurance, because of everything, you know. So I've got so many amazing, successful actor friends that have similarly done jobs and just not said anything. And one of them was actually at the National Theatre and she was doing a role and she was eight months pregnant. And because she wore this really floaty thing, she's actually quite a big name, but she was wearing this really floaty costume and no one knew. And then a month later, she had a newborn and they were like, what? What's happening? But I think I do find that also it's amazing and it's quite empowering for the woman to be like, see, I'm kicking ass and none of you know. But also it's quite sad that we feel that maybe sometimes we have to keep it secret. Well, because also having a child in this industry it you kind of feel a little bit unhirable for the first I don't know I did definitely yeah well I um, wanted to ask like what what massively aside from the fact that you have a tiny human what yeah. changed you personally that was like oh I didn't expect that or you know a, a lot of us a lot of women on the other side of childbirth don't expect their bodies to be the way that they are how they some some don't bounce back perfectly as as per put out to the social media world and i mm-hmm. you know god bless the ones that are so perfect and non <laughs> non filtered and i use quotations on that yeah. but you know it's like what what did you find for yourself that like really changed for you that was like oh wow i wasn't expecting that do you know what for me it wasn't actually um a body thing um so much it was more I think particularly because I'm self-employed and when you're self-employed, you kind of, you live to the, uh, what is it? It's the, you, I want to say you live to the beat of your own drum. That's not the right expression, but do you know what I mean? You, you, yeah, I I'm not in a nine to five. Well, I am when I'm in a show, but I'm not, you know, I don't get dressed. I don't have to go to the office. I don't have to, um, right. it's not really um, structured in that sense. Um, particularly if I'm not working, I kind of, I do a lot of writing. And so when I had Etta, I suddenly found that actually I wasn't able to do anything for myself, like nothing. My whole, 
license. I remember looking out the window thinking, will I ever walk to the shop again? Will I ever be able to just walk to the... I, I think actually looking back, I probably had some sort of postnatal depression for the first few months because also she was a horrendous sleeper and I wasn't used to that at all. I was used to getting my you know, eight to 10 hours. <laughs> Um, oh, Carla, were, were you also the eight to 10 hours plus a nap that midday when you had a two show day? Or oh, if you yeah. Were in, oh, yeah. Well, like understudy. I was all about like understudy rehearsal, go back to my apartment, yeah. take my nap, take my nap. Oh, my and goodness. Coffee, and then go back to the theater. I would bring a pillow to the dressing room and I would go underneath the dressing room tables and make a little bed and yeah. I would nap. I would nap big time I'd have my eye mask I'd have my headphones and I'd nap and um yeah I think I, I think that's something that I think new mums aren't told is that you it is a huge shock no matter how many people say oh my god you're going to make an amazing mum and it's nothing to do with all of that it's the fact that suddenly you are living solely for this other little being and you have to just kind of throw everything that you did for yourself out the window and I think it surprised me how difficult I felt. I really thought I wouldn't struggle with that, but I really struggled with it. When did you find then comedy? Like when, when did the, the comedy side <laughs> of kind of filter in to bring back your huge smile and joy? Well, I think actually quite a while down the line, I think she was about three when I started to, I've, I've always done comedy, but not I've not put it out there really. Um, but you know what? I was just fed up of going to these mum groups and having these mums when I was absolutely beaten and just exhausted saying, oh, she slept straight through. And I just thought, God, that's not a healthy thing to be saying to mum. You know, no, read the room. If your baby slept straight through, I get you're excited. And it is freaking wonderful for you. It is. But just read the room a little, you know. And I thought, I bet I'm not the only one feeling that. And I think the best way to, I don't know, I think that sometimes the best way to get out of the biggest slump and the biggest pit is by laughing. And yeah, so I started just seeing if anyone else would relate to them and they were like, oh my God, yes. Someone said that to me and I wanted to kill them. But yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and also you meet all these amazing different mums and they all, yeah, I just think there's so much material, so much material. Gosh, you know, I, I immediately thought of you a couple of days ago was my daughter's last day of school. But the day the, the day before the last day of school, they had an assembly. So I, I get the email. It says she's supposed to wear this this uniform specific, the green top, the tan bottom. That was it. Adia has an assembly. This is what she's wearing. That was it. There was, hey, parents you should come on down at 9 a.m. for the assembly. Nothing. So I take her to school drop off. She's all perky, happy to go in, put the backpack on. Off she goes. Teacher turns and looks at me. Well, aren't you coming to the assembly? What? And, and by, it's like, I like to think that I, I attend the things. Yeah. And the things then I send the things like try to be on top of it as much as possible we can't do it all sorry sorry no can't all. so I just like looked at her I was like well well she's wearing the green and the tan and <laughs> I got well, that right I got that right and she's like well don't you read your emails 
I, I, and I'm oh. like, in, in my brain trying to compute what the email said. And it said, wear the green thing, wear the tan thing. And she's got an assembly. That's it. Like there was no sort of welcome parents. So like my heart sank and I felt like a failed mother. And I turned around and I was like, mm, mm, and I just kind of like walked up, walked up the little hill, turned to the front, went back in the other way went down the stairs and headed to the auditorium. And I just sat there and I was like, well, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait because apparently this teacher thinks I'm fit and I don't read emails. Read the that room. Is, that read, the, read the room. Read the room. Oh my goodness. Don't you read your emails out. The part of me too was thinking like I sent a cake two days prior to this as a Thank you, teachers, because it was, I'm, and you know, what's really funny is that I'm actually saying this and my daughter is only three. She's not even in the <laughs> thick of the school yet. She's not even five, Carla. Oh, this my is God. already taking her. So I'd gotten a mess. I got an email, Carla. I read the damn email and it said, please send lunch for the teachers for Teachers Appreciation Day. So I sent a cake. What? Why not? I am waiting for my thank you, Carla. I'm waiting for my thank you. This is crazy. Please send the teacher's lunch for the teacher's appreciation day. I have never heard. I mean, that's a sketch in itself. That is. You're welcome. What? Is, this is amazing. Uganda, Carla, this is life in Uganda. And I am paying for this lovely, fabulous <laughs> private school that she is thriving in. But I will send lunch for the teachers. I sent a beautiful cake. It, was, it looked delicious. I didn't have any of it. I mean, I mean, you should have cut a big slice out of it before sending it in, to be honest. Should have. I really should, have. should have. Next That's year. Outrageous. Next year. Next year, you have a bite of those sandwiches before you send them in. Oh my gosh, can you imagine? I'm going to send can my you imagine? Just half a few half-open crisps. I can't. I can't. So, so now you're like well-known in the social media world for creating all this content. I mean, I gave you a little bit just now, but like, what are you like ahead of the game? Where does this all come from and inspire from literally just like what you encounter at school or are you just like crafting all of this at home? I, you know what? I, yeah, I think it's a little bit of everything. I, in the, in the olden days, I don't know how old it, how long it's been now it's been about two years but I I was like uh, getting completely inspired by what was happening to me but I think slowly it all become, becomes kind of the same thing so now every evening for an hour after I've put Etta to bed which at the moment is a shocker and takes forever um I, I, I can't I even sleep anymore it's like that's I, like it's awful. Well, I know who are how you how sad is that how sad yeah. is that oh, oh yeah same absolute same I personally hang off of the bed. Like I'm like one yeah. ass cheek on, one ass cheek off. Yeah, she's a she's a starfish, and it's so hot in London. But I mean, you're in Uganda. I'm not complaining. Oh, no, we have air conditioning everywhere. Oh. This is like an air conditioning country. So, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, ours is not at all. Anyway, yeah. That I digress. What did I say? I digress. I'm so Hugh Grant. I sound so. Okay. Okay. I digress. Um, I digress. Uh, sleep, sleep, sleep. Oh, yeah, writing. Yeah. And so once I put her down, my evenings, I spend an hour uh, coming up with material every evening. So Monday to Friday, I give myself the weekends to not write. Um, 
but yeah, every evening I'll try and write something because I find if I've run out of ideas, if I just brainstorm literally, and I use pen and paper, I don't use a computer. I'm really old school, and yeah, I come up with stuff. And some of some of it is funny, some of it's not so funny, but I do find it 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 quite a challenge. But I like a challenge. I like a challenge, but it's quite a challenge to keep coming up with stuff and not repeating the same things because, I mean, that is parenthood is just the repetitiveness of it. So mm -hmm. I can't put that in. Yeah, but anyway, I I enjoy it. I do enjoy it. It's good. And what would be in the pipeline for you with the content creation? What are your hopes to to get out of it for for, for I, more work for? Well, I think initially, if I'm completely honest, as much as I adore my followers and I love them and I do do the content for them genuinely, I'm also doing it in case uh, a big bunch of casting directors are watching and go, oh, let's give her a show or let's get her into audition for this comedy. That's kind of, I think, I, I basically, it's an amazing platform to have however right. many followers I have and to try and, yeah, that's how the world has shifted, right? The world has yeah. shifted that way. I, I used to so. a lot of models and they would I would be like, yeah. How's your castings? And like, well, we don't go on castings anymore. We send in virtual. Like yeah. they're oh, I need to post um a workout because on my feed I have cover of Vogue, Hello magazine. Mm. I need a you're just like, I'm sorry, you you need <laughs> fitness content. And you're like, oh yeah. So it's like food yeah. content, fitness content, travel. And then a cover of a magazine, so it it, it has changed so much, yeah. even for actors where they're you know doing self tapes and whatnot. I I am so glad that I'm out of the business that I do not have to worry about a self tape. I would self combust <laughs> if you had to do a self tape. They are they are so horrible. They're, they are they're I, awful. They are. I think eight times out of ten, my poor husband. I had a tape. I think about a month ago. And it was, they're the worst kind of tape. It was for one line, one line in something. Um, but I think they are the worst kind because you overanalyze that one line. I think it was something like, yes, sir, you can, your room is ready for you now. I must have said it about 200 times. And in the end, I ended up doing kind of hitting myself in the head and crying because I couldn't get it right. At one line, one line, overanalyzed. Anyway, I didn't get the part. So, uh, an hour, two hours of that take out of your life? Oh yeah, that's a that's a solid two hours for one line. Solid two hours. Um, but I promise anyone listening to this, I am a good actor. I promise. Listen, but but you know what? It's kind of like the double-edged sword because then I can actually think about think about the times that you have gone into all these auditions where you've traveled in, and mm. then you said, you know it's an agent call again. I'm using the quotations because we all know mm. an agent call still means you're going to sit on your ass and wait. So mm. you're sitting there and you're waiting, and then you go in your groups or you're going in at one at a time. And oh, I'm so sorry, but we're behind schedule. And you're like, of course you uh, are. I can't. But I cannot always. It's like, it, why, why, if you, why didn't you call ahead? Why? Yeah, that, that's anyway. where like the digital thing should come in, and you could get like, like pinged, like a text message, like you know, like when, yeah. um, what is it like when Amazon's coming? They're like, we are one hour away. Yeah, like, you could, this like, is your time slot. All time, you mm. are actually going to be at two ten today, not at one forty five. 
Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Instead of yeah. when you walk into the room and they're like, oh, do you know what? We're running a bit late. And I always, I'm always the person who goes, how late? And they're like, um, about 50 minutes. I'm like, do you know what I normally do? This is really awful. I normally say I've got another casting in half an hour, so I need to be gone in half an hour, which is awful for the other people because then the person behind the desk is like, do you mind if Carla goes ahead of you? <laughs> and they're normally lovely and go, no, do you know what? And that's my karma. I normally don't get those castings because it's karma, isn't it? I've I've messed everyone's day up. I just hate. No, no, it's such a it, it's such a crazy like it's a it as beautiful as the outcomes can be with jobs like that, like especially mm-hmm. performing on stage. I personally, for one, think there's nothing like it. The high, the the two and a half hours of telling a story to kind of transport yourself from a shit day, a great day into something else. I mean, it's a wonderful, magical thing. But the stuff that goes with it is bananas. And I, <laughs> it's bananas and like <laughs> you don't get a job because you don't fit into the costume or you got the job because you did fit into the costume and I mean my, my last Broadway show I did I, I always was like a panic for auditions and I remember getting a phone call that had my final call back for Gigi and oh, I, I love it. that show I was like great oh yeah it was a beautiful show it was like great yeah wonderful um I showed up a day early, Carla. Day early. I was I was there. I had the outfit on, hair all done. I was stretching in the hallway. I was like, wow, there's no one here. Well, I must have gotten the role. This is fantastic. So I'm just like, oh no. I'm at Ripley Greer, like doing my thing. And then I called my agent and I was like, hey, like, what's going on? So like it's actually one o'clock and like there's no, no one here. I don't know what's going on. And they're like, actually, it's tomorrow. Man. That was like that's I have a to wait moment. one more day of yeah. this diety of craziness. I mean, luckily I got the job. Like I, I was very thankful that I booked that show and yeah. and you know did a jump split eight shows a week, but that's a whole other story. Um, but yeah, it, it's it's maddening. Now you have a child, what do and, and your husband is also an actor. Like, what are mm. you, what is your thought process on? Like, okay, well, she's seeing us as actors and mm. the stuff that we go through and the hoops we jump through. And for the yeah. love of it, they're actually like, don't get me wrong, there's so much love to performing and acting, and there's brilliance yeah. to it. How do you feel about your child maybe perhaps venturing into that world? Do you know what? I I would rather she did anything else anything else I th- and I think actually that's really common with performers when they have a kid they're like oh please don't want to be a performer please don't it's so hard but I think I mean of course because I don't want her to be a performer she and I think maybe it's really common because so many so many mums always like oh she's so she just loves performing it's such a common thing and then maybe they grow out of it but she sings from morning till night she is one of the funniest little things in the world she cracks me up every day I I just think she has such a I don't know I don't know I think I would not be a performer if there was anything else I loved as much I just wouldn't 
but there's nothing else. So if she has that same thing, I'll have to go, yep, okay, let's go for it. Let's go for it. But uh, yeah, I'm still hoping she'll be a doctor or uh, yeah, or a scientist or you know, cure, find some cure for some sort of disease or. Yeah, my, my husband keeps reminding Adiad, well, you know, when you're CEO of JP Morgan. In nice, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's yeah. it, 100%, yeah, yeah. And, I'm, and I actually go, let me, Adia, just point your toes for me. I just wanna see where your arch level is right now. Can you just like extend through your angle for me? Because I would just love to see that you have my feet and not my husband's, because his feet are <laughs> Oh man, oh, I actually, yeah, no, I do the same. Etta goes to this little, because I teach at the weekends, I teach at this stage school, I teach singing. And because I teach there, she can go for free. So she goes and we go over the little, she's not in the, I don't teach her. But we're going over this song she's singing. No, project a little bit more. So you're going a bit nasal there. I was like, no, what am I, what am I doing? Don't tell your five-year-old that she's going nasal. Don't be that mum. That's terrible. Anyway, so yeah. Oops. She's find the note, Etta. Find it. Find it. It's up there. No, you flap. Find it. Lift it up and just hold Go. it as long as you can. Yeah. Ah, ah. Your tongue placement. Ah. Mm. But song. Song. Can you add a yeah. song? Please. Song, please. But also, please be a doctor. Please. Yes, please. And if that doesn't work out, the CEO of JP Morgan is not a yeah. bad thing. No, it would not be a bad fallback plan. It really wouldn't. To that expecting busy mumsy, you can't say don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> Carla, I knew I would be in stitches this entire chat with you, but yeah, I'm sweating from it, by the way. Um, <laughs> just to pass the torch to that expecting busy mumsy of the words of wisdom. What do you know now that you're like, well, you know what? Let me just give you this little bit of advice because this is gonna help you. Cause it oh, didn't, it, I didn't know. And I sure as hell crashed and burned. Yeah, crashed and burned big time. I'm trying to think of advice, advice. Oh, do you know what my advice is? It's, it's not advice, it's a saying. And it really helped me with Etta, but it, this too shall pass and it worked for the really low and bleak times because they'll pass, but it also worked for when I had a really great day to enjoy that day and to not take it for granted. Like if I could get up and make a cup of tea and leave her in her bassinet, that was a win and, and it'll pass. So give her a little kiss on the head and enjoy that moment. But also, yeah, when you're in the, cause, cause the, those, especially those early days of motherhood can be, incredible but also really bleak really bleak and really lonely and but they'll pass and you'll and you'll get a proper little human um which is just magic so yeah I think that really helped me this too shall pass I think I mean in life in general I love that expression but yeah also if you're going through hell keep going that's a good yeah. one too <laughs> no, that is so true keep chugging along just keep going just keep going and just make stuff as easy as you get you you do not have to impress anyone no you know just forget if someone wants to judge you they will judge you anyway it doesn't matter just make your life as easy as you can because it's so difficult 
um, to, again, I'm talking about early days. Also, now she's five. Sometimes I do think that as well. I'm just like, I don't care who's going to judge me. I haven't got time to wash my hair today, so I'm not washing it. I don't care if the mums look at me and think she looks like she's having a breakdown. It doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway, I yeah. It. I love it. And I will continue to read the emails and still be judged for not reading. I can't believe that. That's so there. Just is what it is. Carla Freeman, thank you so much for joining me for Busy oh, Mumsy So welcome. Thank you for having me. It's been great. Thanks so much for listening to this week's show. Did you like it, Adia? Yes! Oh, the enthusiasm. I love it. Please share your love by giving us a five-star rating, a rockin' review, and please share with any fellow Busy Mumsies. We love hearing from you. So if you want to get in touch, head to the Busy Mumsy show notes for further details and links to the Busy Mumsy website. So long for now. Can you say bye-bye, Adia? Bye-bye, Adia. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip <laughs> off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford, and Craig Revel Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.